eventually get it. It was just, it was in my cart, and then I. I oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You didn't pull the trigger. Down. I was like, eh. You, you see what it did? You didn't pull the trigger. Hey, hey. we back at it again, your boy Casey Kid, aka the White Ranger, aka. <laughs> A.K.A. Weak Stoneman. That is Apato. Quack, quack. A.K.A. The Green Ranger. A.K.A. Mr. Nice Duck. This is that podcast thing. Welcome back, listeners. And if you're a new listener, thank you. We appreciate your time and your ear. Yes, tell us, tell people about us, all right? Before we do that, it is Wednesday, oh, April yes. 28, 2021. It's 9-12. It's kind of early. Yeah. We're yeah. Out with Twitter. At Kicks in the Duck, search us that podcasting on Instagram. Send us an email, tpt at thatpodcasting.net. SoundCloud, you can leave us a message there. Like you said, tpt at that podcast. <laughs> tpt at thatpodcasting.net. Uh, email, you can send us something, we'll read it, you know, respond, whatever. Um, what else? I feel like I had something to say. Oh, new artwork, check it out. If you haven't seen it already, we got it made. Proton yes. Factories. Shout mm-hmm. out to him on Instagram. We appreciate you so much. Hey, send them this link. Send them the link? Yeah, just send them. I just want them to hear that we said thank you. Yes. Hello. Thank you. On air. Proton Factory. That's forever. Forever. Yo, so you hit me up with this one thing. We had just finished recording a couple weeks ago. And you were like, yo, I had a, I had a co-worker of mine. Or just classmate, a person. Classmate. A classmate. classmate. <laughs> and he hit me with something. And then you went on... Yeah. I, I sat here for like another 30, 40 it's minutes. It's called a soliloquy. <laughs> and, and he hit me with some deep shit. And he was just like, he was bugging on it for three, four or five days or when something. I, told I don't even you, know whenever he had the conversation. When I told you it had been like four days. Yes. So you said, we got to talk about it. Got to get him in here. Because he it's, coordinated I it. I feel like. I haven't even introduced him yet. Not yet, but he's here. Yes. He's sitting right to my left. Howdy. His name is Corbin. We go to school together. We attend the uh, same college. We are in the same program to be X-ray tech or radiologic technologist. So, uh, a round of applause for making it Yay. in the program. Welcome to and the uh, thank you for then. thank you for coming on, uh, being a um, a guest. We appreciate it so much. So the question that he posed to me, we was having a conversation. We started on one thing and we ended up to this place. And he and what the words that got me were, the truth is absolute. It doesn't waver. There is nothing outside of the truth. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, whoa, I feel like it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. So we started another conversation and he was like, kind of, he was like, I'm holding two pins. And I said, yes. And he's like, there isn't anything other than these two pins. And I said, you're right. And he was like, but that, so that's absolute truth. And he's like, a lot of times we as people try to not tell the truth or change the truth so we feel better. And I said, okay. So we had to, we went to go do separate things and I came back and I said, but what about this? And then we had to go do separate things <laughs> again. So I was like, okay, we need to have this conversation and flush it out as much as possible in a setting that is conducive and what other conducive setting than that podcasting? So, the definition, we'll start with that. And before we even get to that point, I want to tell you, I want you to know this, I want you to hear this. The two of us don't judge or we judge as little as possible. So, whatever angle you take it from or bring it from or take it to is okay. I don't want you to feel like we're attacking you. I don't want you to feel like uh, your opinion is like, we're trying to shit on you or anything like that. <laughs> so I just want you to understand and going forward, going forward, that this is a safe place for you to speak your opinion because I brought you here because of your opinion. Cool. Secondly, let's define what the truth is. There's three definitions according to Google. The quality or state of being true is one. That which is true or in or accordance with fact or reality. Two, a fact or or belief that is accepted as true. That's the third one. So when you made the statement of the truth is absolute, there is nothing outside of the truth. What did you mean by that? It's objective. It has to be objective. If it's not absolute, you can't even call it the truth, can you? I mean, if it's something that's subjective based off of bias, how could you even call it the truth? You went to the definition. I was I was going right to that. The basic definition, it has to be objective based off of fact, right? Can't be subjective. So that way they, there can only be a truth, okay? 
can't bring bias into it. So with that being said, give me a uh, example of what you believe something is true, but that like other an objective people, truth that other people don't. Okay, uh, the Earth is round. Okay, yeah, that's the truth. That's, a, that's that to me is an objective truth. You okay. know that it cannot be wavered. Um, but recently, that has turned from objective to subjective. It's they've literally taken that and said no. Earth is flat. That's now tr- transferred from objective truth to a subjective truth, just like that. And it was truth. That was truth. And now it's no longer truth because someone said otherwise. Okay, so that's a that's a fair mm-hmm. example. But before we get to that point, people used to think that the Earth was flat. Yeah. So at some point in time, it was the truth. That was the fact. That was the reality. What you're saying is that reality isn't true because now, in today's time, we quote-unquote know that the earth is round. Correct. How do you navigate a conversation with someone that doesn't believe what you believe based upon something that neither one of you have done the research to prove? Well, it's almost impossible, you know? You got someone who has their truth. And they're bringing in their information. The earth is flat, for example. And you've got me, whoever, bringing in my information. The earth is round. That's my truth. That's their truth. You can't argue that. When someone accepts something as truth, as absolute or objective, how, how do you have a conversation? It's, it's very hard to. So we have to, that's why we have to stick with there only being an objective truth. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. So mm-hmm. what you're saying is... We accept things that aren't true mm-hmm. because it, I guess it keeps the peace. Yeah, power knowledge. So whoever has the most power decides what's true. Oh, so that's an never even, even heard of power knowledge. That's power knowledge right that's there. even something different because mm-hmm. we can we can take that and spin it all kinds of ways. So the like I said to reiterate to the listeners, the reason why he's here is because he had he says this to me and it blew my mind. For like four days and I could not stop thinking about it for four days. Like I'd go home, I'm thinking about it on the drive home and I'm coming up with all these scenarios where the truth is not, or it's subjective or this or that or whatever, right? I, about the, what do you believe about the truth? You know, when you told me about this, I, I started looking it up, right? I started yeah. looking up at Google and I'm like, okay, what is the truth? And like, is the truth even the truth? And I started going down this little bit of a rabbit hole and, um, I guess what Corbin is saying is kind of, and I, I kind of agree with them, right? So it's just more of the power knowledge. What do I believe to know the truth? Or what if I, like my whole life, the way I see the filter of this world is if I believe the world is round or if I believe it's flat. I mean, I, I just, I've always, I used to think that the, the Bernstein bears, the Bernstein bears <laughs> yeah. was the Bernstein bears, right? And then all of a sudden, this whole like almost like an internet meme comes out. It's like it's the Berenstain Bears, or I don't know if I have them backwards, but have you have you seen Berenstain yeah. and Berenstain? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I never I had my truth for forever was convinced that it was the Berenstain Bears. And it's the Berenstain <laughs> Bears. I'm like or Stein. The fuck? No, it's not. Like that was like the truth in my head. It wasn't until I had to see, and I'm like, okay, is this is just. And then you start to see proof, and I'm like, no, nah, this is doctor, this is Photoshop type shit, right? And I'm like, no, it's the Berenstain Bear. So, whenever you threw that question on me, and then you started explaining the, and I want you to say the analogy for Christmas. Okay. So it's one of those things where, it's it. The more you think about it, the more the you start to kind of like go down this deep rabbit hole as into. If I, if I say 2 plus 2 is 4, yep. we all in this room probably agree that it's 2 plus 2 equals 4. Yep. But then that is that even the truth? It's a theory that 2 plus 2 is 5. And it's some long, drawn-out <laughs> math and, and, that neither one of us, and nobody in this room can articulate, right? Yeah. So at that point, a theory, it, like, depending on how you live your life, it, it's going to either matter or not, right? Sure. It's one of those things that like I can leave it or take it. Okay. But my point is, it's there. It's it has enough validity to it that you should consider what it's saying. Mm. And if you should, if you can open your mind enough to consider what it's saying, then at the very least, you're able to. Okay, here's a point. Here's a counterpoint. At that point, what do I believe, or what? Why should I believe whatever it is? 
that I believe. Now, trying not to get too racial or on my on my part, if you want to take it there, that's fine. It becomes a it becomes some some truths become cultural, right? Mm. You believe this because your culture has always done this. No different than like uh <laughs> like my dad, he would say, you know, when he was younger, he would his mother would give him Bix to eat and put on your chest to and eat. on your feet to get you not to help you get over your sickness. Okay. We fast forward just like 20 years, right? He says that to me. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because that doesn't do anything. You couldn't right? sway him, right? I know I didn't. But at that point, I wasn't I wasn't articulate enough to even to even have that conversation. But my point is 20 years later, he knows that it doesn't work. Him saying it to me, I know it doesn't work. But nonetheless, his mother, my grandmother, did that because her truth was, if you do this, you're not going to be sick anymore. Yeah. That was her lived experience. So a lot of things go experience. into the truth, which is a fascinating thing in itself because you saying the truth is objective. Objective means there is no room for an opinion, mm. right? So I was explaining to him what you said, and I was like, well, the truth, like we, we year after year, and I told this to you, right? I said, year after year, we do the same thing to our, to our children. Not me, but most of society. We tell them that Santa Claus exists. So the truth is Santa Claus doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But you're telling your child that Santa Claus does exist, which now becomes their truth. Mm -hmm. So we got two different things. That's your phone? Yeah, that becomes their objective truth. They believe it wholeheartedly. So because you put that into them. And so through no fault of their own, they've come to a conclusion that something exists when it, in actuality, in all reality, that it doesn't. Yep. So at what point in time is the truth not the truth for them? Until you tell them as their parents that, no, we've been doing this for years. Which also, at the same time, makes you an untrustworthy person because you're lying, <laughs> you know, six, seven, yeah. eight, however many years, year after year. So how does objective truth fit into that scenario? Well, what if that kid grows up and they choose to continue to believe that Santa is real and no one can sway them from that? Even when you tell them Santa's not real, they've lived their entire life thinking Santa is real. Now they're stuck on that objective truth, right? So everyone in their life has to basically live like Santa is real to cater to their lived experience, their real truth, their objective truth, right? Okay, so their subjective truth has now become an objective truth, okay? That's very dangerous. Does that make sense? It does, but at the same time, it's living in this space where subject subjectivity and objectivity are the same thing, based upon the lie that was told to them. Mm -hmm. So how can you how are you supposed to navigate this weird space of I know I'm consciously lying to my child and I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. And and I'm perpetuating said lie. I know what the actual truth is. I can't bring them to Santa Claus. <laughs> Right, I can't bring them to the real Santa Claus. Right, that person that you see at the mall, we all as a as a parent, as an adult, that's not the real Santa Claus. Sure. Right, mm -hmm. but your kid, ah, right, they do it in school, perpetuating in school, yada yada. It goes on and on. So the subjectivity of it kind of evaporates for the child. Yeah. And now that's all they know. But the person that is raising them knows objectively mm -hmm. that. Santa Claus doesn't exist. So where where is the truth in that whole scenario? It gets lost. Like whose truth is is the real truth, kind of? Because that's a that's an individual who wholeheartedly believes that. How how could you how could you dismiss that? You know, that's that person's truth. It can't be dismissed. It's hard to dismiss it, anyways. You know. But then how do we have an absolute truth? Well, there has to be an absolute truth. There has to be a base based off of an absolute truth. A subjective truth was created. You have to have an absolute truth for there to even be a subjective Sub truth. Okay, okay. It's, you didn't you didn't explain it like that, and that's because we didn't have enough time, mm -hmm. and that's fine. It's, it has to stem from it. Okay, but, so with that, so does that make sense? Like, no, yeah, yeah, it, it does. Now, um, Kix did not tell me, Corbin, are you religious? I am. You are okay. Okay, right on. So, um, do you ever have like? Uh, is there anybody in your like immediate family that you would say that they're not religious? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, like, 
the, the biggest thing is that if you're having a conversation with somebody in your circle, your family, if your friends, your peers, and you find out that maybe they're not religious or they just disagree with you, mm. you're, do you believe, I guess, truthfully that the other person's beliefs are just like wrong per se? Because again, in your truth, maybe because you uh, stem from a religious background, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you... How yeah, do you, like... you know... If you have to bring religion to it, obviously, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think they're misinformed or they're, they're wrong if okay. they're not believing the same thing okay. as I might be, I might be believing. Um, so, they, to me, they might have a subjective truth where my truth may be objective. So okay. that's where it comes to the play where you bring in religion, and then it gets really confusing because sure. there's it's fifty fifty split, you know. And how yeah. do you decide which fifty fifty? So like I told you, but like I told you before, I said inherently, if we're talking about what the truth is and it's of absolute or objective, inherently somebody's wrong and somebody's right. Somebody has to be right, right? Right? Somebody or something has to be right, even if nobody knows. So inherently, there is no such thing as religious tolerance because people aren't really tolerating your belief; they just acting like they are. Right? Mm -hmm. They're not being violent around it because if there was if there was religious tolerance, there would be no such thing as missionaries. I'm trying to understand two kicks like why it why were you like so obsessed with the thought of the truth for like days upon days upon days so like I feel like you're just are you conflicted about it per se so you know me I'm I'm you're I've, you're grounded you're a pretty grounded person and you're smart philosophically super smart I try I'm always looking for questions or trying to find answers to questions that are either difficult, whether they be race related, religious related, or anything like that, right? So to for when he said that, I had never had anybody pose. I never really had a real conversation about quote unquote what the truth is in in outside of the religious like space. Sure. People want to use religion. That's too easy, right? Mm-hmm. To have a conversation about what the truth is or is it mm-hmm. outside of the religious space is a lot more interesting to me because so. The number one thing my mom used to tell me is your your perception is your reality. So growing up with that, it was always, well, it has to be subjective because each individual person is seeing something different. For him to say to me, it's absolute. And then now him explaining that the truth, it has to be an absolute truth for a subjective truth to come out of it. That right there makes even more sense because at some point in time, something has to be right. For somebody else to say, okay, I don't agree with this right thing. Mm. I want to look at it this way. But at the same time, <laughs> you cannot take one's perception or viewpoint out of whatever it is that they're looking at. Mm. Because like I told you, I said, I said a lie has to be uh, solid, rock solid. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, it'll break, it'll crumble. Like right, I said the truth. The truth doesn't have to be rock solid, and I, at first I thought that's what he was saying. I said the truth is like water; it can be anything. It can take any shape based upon the person's perceptions, perceptions, lived experience, or reality in their current state of mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So because the truth can be any, it's like water. It can infiltrate anything, and it can be anything, and that that's not necessarily a bad thing because. Mm-hmm. If we're all sitting in this in this space right here, right right now, we're, we can look at this TV and we say we see a McDonald's commercial. Sure. But let's say his eyes shut up real quick, and he doesn't see the McDonald's commercial. His truth is, I didn't see no commercial. <laughs> but we're sitting here telling my, him that was my lived experience. Therefore, that is there, my truth. There, and so, but yeah. so okay. where is the absolute truth that his subjective truth has now come from? Be just because we were here to see something that he wasn't. Technically, it didn't exist because he didn't see it in his mind. And technically, it did exist in our mind because we saw it or we thought we saw it. it it's funny that you choose to have a conversation about truth right now where, um, at least here where we live in America, there seems to be like all, all these different truths and all these different timelines of What's true as far as what's reported to us, what we consume. I For mean, sure. do you kind of agree, Corbin? And you look like a yeah. you're a smart individual. So it's like, how do you even choose what to filter through what we see on social media? I don't even if you watch the news or listen to news radio and stuff like that. And that's so a crazy like, question. It's to funny ask that you're asking yourself because it's like weird. 
you know, it's like you can be, you can watch one network, choose whatever network, yeah, you know, plug it in. Yeah. And that can be what you're seeing. And then it's like, you have a conversation with Corbin, you're like, wait, what? What, what, what are you saying? What's yeah, going on? Yeah. I, that's not what I've been seeing. Correct. Right? So. And now we have a discrepancy in what the truth is. Exactly. Right. And so, so. we ask ourselves the question, how do we get to an answer if we both have similar uh, information being given to us, but oh, we're looking at it from a different point of view? Because everything, like I told you before, everything has a slant. You just got to figure out where the slant is and how much, how slanted is that thing? Yes, but again, I'm still putting my faith or trust in other people to give me that information, right? I, tr- yeah, I You're guess. saying that, yeah, there is a slant and whatnot, but again, I'm still, you know, I, I see something like, oh, shit, you see that headline? Yeah. And it's just, you see the headline, yeah. right? We do a, we yeah, do a yeah, weekly yeah, thing yeah, about yeah, headlines yeah, now, yeah. right? Next week's news. So, it's just more of, it's funny that you chose the whole truth thing because, again, I think we were living now in 2021 where there's just a whole bunch of different truths and so, facts, alternate facts. Let me ask you this question. You said you're a religious individual. Hmm. You're, what information have you gotten that says this is the absolute truth? This is, this is why I believe what I believe is the absolute truth and everything else is not as truthful as what I believe. Well... I mean, you said right there, I'm religious, so I'm, I'm getting all my information, my absolute truth from my religion, right? Um, I have to have faith in my truth, right? But in the same way, someone else has to have faith in their truth, even if they're not religious, they still have to have faith in something. Otherwise, okay, so you said that it's dangerous when we get these different truths. It's very dangerous. How is your... Do you, do you agree that... You're saying that it's dangerous. So what you're saying is effectively you are dangerous because... I'm saying you can't have a conversation or a debate with somebody who has a subjective truth and somebody who has their their subjective truth. You cannot... How can you argue against someone's truth? You can't do that. It's their truth. Their whole life is revolved around this truth now. And it's even catered to. How can you debate somebody their own truth i agree that's why it's dangerous that is dangerous yes and i guess so this conversation is like multifaceted right so you can take that in anywhere 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 right race relations religious relations uh food music taste (laughs) (laughs) like anywhere right and so i guess the end all of this conversation is nobody knows shit about anything (laughs) am i wrong am i right like like How do you get to the truth if I've been living in a, a under a rock all my life and then I finally get let out and I'm like, nah, bro, this ain't what it is. I, you know, under my rock, it was like this. But you're like, bro, we've been outside for, you know, 100 years. It's been like this for the last 100 years. What are you doing? I, there is no, if you're saying you can't have a conversation with these people, then what, then, then what, what is it? What, what are we doing? Like, what's the point? I don't, I, I don't even know what question to ask yeah. at that point. <laughs> I um I I in, I envy people who uh, who maybe are more religious. I I've I've swayed away from it because uh, I I think of my uncle, and he's a very religious person. He's part of the church and like real part of the church. So what I what I enjoy and envy about him is that his faith takes him and he's like comfortable versus me where I'm constantly in just like chaos. Right where he finds peace. In following his religion and practicing it, um, he has gone through uh, all types of like you know like health issues and this and you know death, all these kind of things that have plagued his life. But like he's behind his religion, so like you talk to him and him like, "How you doing, Uncle?" And he's like, "Dude, I'm great. Doing great. Doing." And so his truth, the way he's grounded in his faith, and I mean it's like rock solid, like you said. That's his truth, and like for me. I, I don't have that in me. So I, I live in this, or at least for me in my life, I live in this chaotic, like, mind thought, and I'm not grounded with faith, right? I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to get waking up. I'm always waiting and thinking that, oh, uh, as I become an adult, I'm, that's going to happen to me. It hasn't happened yet, right? right? But, like, I have those conversations with my uncle when I actually do, and I'm like, damn, like, I wish I had that. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, his, that, his absolute truth, that his, that's it. That's it for him. There's no convincing him. There's no 
trying to have that conversation with my uncle as I'm like, you know what, I, I disagree with you. Because like he said, there's how do you argue and debate my uncle who just has that? He has that extra oomph. <laughs> I guess. I guess you you don't in you wouldn't even want to argue with anybody like that just because you feel like it. Not that it would be worth wasting your time, but you feel like you're shitting on him as an individual for being that comfortable in who he is, right? Yeah. And that's cool. Like that's a great thing. I I I envy people. Not don't envy people because I feel comfortable with my own skin. But I I like talking to people who are like listen. This is what I believe. This is why I believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily saying you need to believe this because otherwise you're going to go to some place that may or may not exist. It's like, don't, I don't want those people. Mm-hmm. Now, I might be being uh, biased because those people technically, like, tend to have an agenda <laughs> why they're telling you this. <laughs> they want X, Y, Z. Like, they want more whatever to, so they can get to their belief place or whatever. But... Talking to people who are like, listen, I believe this. Yeah. If you want to know more about it, ask me questions anytime. I'll be here to answer. As mm-hmm. opposed to being like, yo, 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 take this information. Take this. Do you you should come with me here? And I'm like, bro, you're doing too much. You on me. Like, get off my back. Right. <laughs> All that to say, I'm still like I st- <laughs> the question about the truth is still. Yeah, it's still there. It not not necessarily there, but now you've you've opened up a different lane for me to say something has to be correct. It has to be a truth. And then off of that correct thing has comes other things, right? So in my mind, it's like, how do I get that answer? And that's not to, that's not that's not a question for you, for you know for y'all to answer here. Mm-hmm. It's just for me to try to figure out how do I define the truth from here on now because you've now opened the door that. Obviously, what has been shut for me in my life. So now I'm like, it was what the <laughs> is anything it's, the truth? It's it's pretty difficult. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was thinking actually about that on the way here, um, and my analogy that popped in my head, I kept thinking about is a, kind of like a tree. You have the roots okay. of the tree, and that is the truth. That is the root is the truth. Think of it that way. Okay. You have the trunk. And then you have multiple stems from that trunk. And those multiple stems are all subjective truths to that one objective truth. And you got stems off of that and stems off of that. Trying to find the pathway of all of those subjective truths, those stems, all the way to the root is impossible. I mean, there's so many different tangents going down the road. If you're trying to find the truth in anything, if you're, if you're, if you're not acknowledged, it's impossible to find that root. It, it, it diverges too much. Does that does that make sense? So this is what I get from that. <clears throat> and I'll use a religion uh, area to make the point. You said it's impossible to find that. From all of these branches, it's impossible to find the root or the, the bulk of the truth. Mm-hmm. So how is it that any religion can say routinely and consistently that this particular religion... Is the right one. Well, they have their guide, right? <clears throat> They've got their their book that tells them exactly what they need to know and that this is what it is. And they follow that wholeheartedly. You have somebody who doesn't have a guide, maybe, or a book, or really any kind of compass to show them what the truth is. How are they going to find anything like that? That's a very interesting point. Because I don't... I don't believe there's enough information to say God exists or God doesn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will say, well, he doesn't have a compass, this, that, and the third. How are you How are you walking through life? Everybody, I've heard this on more than one occasion. Everybody needs to believe in something. And so my question is, why do you feel like everybody has to believe in something? And the question, the answer is typically, because then how else would you live? So instead of asking someone who doesn't believe in something, how do you live? Ask yourself the question, if I didn't believe in this thing, how would I live? Mm-hmm. And if you can't answer that, then that means you are literally being guided by something that you did not even choose, a lot of us. And you're okay with that day in and day out. I choose not to believe in something based upon the lack of information that I have. So therefore, I'm not swayed by anything that doesn't make sense to me scientifically, right? So how does how does one who doesn't believe in a 
omnipotent entity still be able to be a productive, caring, capable individual if I don't have a quote-unquote guide to do that? I think, uh, have you ever heard of ignorance is bliss? You purposely let yourself not know or not divulge into those kind of things. Ignorance is bliss. If you don't know, if you don't chase after it, you just remain clueless okay. with quotations. Okay. It's bliss. What else do you know? Just live your life. But if you go searching for answers, then that's when it gets a little complicated. For sure. So mm-hmm. I guess I can ask that same question to somebody who, whatever believe, religion they believe in, mm-hmm. in terms of you have you believe this fine, but you haven't you haven't sought out the information from this perspective or this objective truth. Sorry, subjective truth to even reinforce your own objective truth on your side. So how, why would I be, why would I believe what you say when you haven't done the requisite research that you're asking me to do? Yeah, you have no reason to. You have no, absolutely no reason to. Yeah, that's it. That's. You have no reason to. I like that because yeah. it's 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 not it's not saying that I'm right and you're wrong and that's it. No. It's more about. The universe doesn't owe us any answers. You have no, you know, know? Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So El Pato, it was, it was, it racked my brain for four days. Yeah. And I still don't, (laughs) (laughs) I still don't got no answers. I I, I saw some things um, while I was just doing some searches. I just kept the bookmarks and whatnot. I I saw a couple definitions where, um, in regards to absolute truths, I like this whole thing where it says absolute truths are discovered, not invented, right? Okay. Mm. I do like that one. And then it's something that could be true at all times and in all places. So Okay, well then let's let since you read that, yeah. let's think of a thing that is true in all times and all places. Earth revolves around the sun. I it's Yeah. The only reason I'm, I, I, while I believe you, we all look at the same moon. We we, <laughs> <laughs> while I agree with you, to play the devil's advocate, it would be how can you say that when you haven't been outside, when you haven't been off the planet itself? Like all you've seen is are pictures of what the Earth looks like. Right. Not from so the that's planet. when you're bringing in like the power knowledge thing. Like, who's telling you that information for you to wholeheartedly believe? You but know? then again, why do you wholeheartedly believe what you believe? Mm-hmm. Forget the religious stuff. Like, why do you wholeheartedly believe that the the Earth is round? Like a flat earther would would ask you that question, right? And we would be like, bro, like this science, the, the numbers tell us, <laughs> like when you take off in a rocket and you don't do the right math, you're not you're gonna hit the ground, right? <laughs> we would all say that, but. To them, their truth would be, well, you don't have enough knowledge because you haven't been off the rock. You haven't been off the planet yet. So the mm-hmm. only people that could say whether or not the earth is round would be an astronaut. So that's a lived experience, one. Two, that is, uh, in my opinion, it would be super difficult to have like a long line of people that come from all different places, all different backgrounds, to be able to keep that secret year after year after year after year after year, year, right? So why would they be consistently lying about the Earth being round? In in two national surveys conducted by Barna Research, one among adults and one among uh, teenagers, people were asked if they believe that there are moral absolutes that are unchanging or that moral truth is relative to the circumstances. By a three-to-one margin, so 64% versus 22%, adults said that truth is always relative to the person and their situation. The perspective was even more lopsided among teenagers, 83% of whom said moral truth depends on the, on the circumstances, and only 6% of whom said moral truth is absolute. Wow. Hmm. That's a huge shift right that's there. That's a huge gap. And that's why this is so popular right now. That's exactly why. But, I mean, morals, they got to be subjective. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're subjective, not because there's some absolute or subjective truth, but because people are coming from all different places. Mm-hmm. So when it's 12 o'clock here, it's 5.30 somewhere else. I mean, sorry, 5 o'clock somewhere else. Sure. So you, whether that's made up, discovered or not, it is what it is. So right now... The truth is, it's 9.46. But if I was to call somebody and say, hey, what time is it over there? They would say to me, well, it's, you know. It's a great example. 6.36. 
We're living in this. We're living in the same space. Yo, I used to call you from tomorrow. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> I, used to, I used to live in Japan. Yeah. So yeah. And that, but that's, but the. To your point, Corbin, the reason that it's tomorrow where he is is because the sun has come up on his side already. Yeah. So that's the absolute truth. But subjectively. Subjectively, we included time. We didn't have to include time. Just the sun goes, or we go around the sun and slide it starts, slide it starts. I agree. So the time part is the subjective part. So now we, we don't even know. We don't even know what time or day it is no. because we made that up. We made that up. It's subjective. So, but what the, what is the absolute truth to that? To time, what's we the go, absolute truth? To we time? revolve around the sun. So there is no. Well, I guess. The, I guess the answer is there is no absolute truth to to time. It's just a construct. The time the itself human, is the construct of a human human power, imagination. There you go again, power knowledge. It's it's just what if the higher ups decided it was so, and it is so, or culture decided it was so, and so it's so, you know. See, the more I think about it, the more confusing it almost gets. And I read, I was reading some of the article, and they said the, we all know what the truth is until we try to define it, right? Mm-hmm. So as we start to try to define it, that's when you get these. Tree branches yes. and splinters, and so. But you also said that uh, ignorance is bliss. So would we be better off not trying to define the truth? Well, if you want to think of it that way, what which which pathway is best for the I don't know the survival of our species? That's going to be what most people would want to choose. That if you want to take religion out of it and everything like that, that's going to be that's going to be the ultimate factor of what decides is truth is what benefits everybody. As a whole, in my opinion. But then at that point, you're asking people to not be people. And you're asking them to be more than that. Right? Because to be a person is to be flawed. That's a that's that's an absolute truth. Any religion will tell you that. Science will tell you that. So I guess that's a truth that is... What, what was it, what was you said? That it's, it's the same... Everywhere and at all times. Oh, yeah. At all places at all times. At all yeah. places and all times, humans are flawed. We can all agree with that? Yep. Okay, cool. In all places. So yeah. then us trying to answer this question is just part of the flawed... Flawedness? Flawed? Flaw. Flawlessness? Flawless. Flawless. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the ridiculousness that we are on this... So it's... I have... I don't even know what questions to ask at this point because yeah. there has... I agree with the fact that there has to be some something concrete that has to be the truth. And off of these things, off of this tree, are now subjective truth based upon a person's so, perception. You know what upset me? Uh, whenever they took Pluto off as being a planet. That upset me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was now your objective truth, truth. And now it's a new truth. That Can't be doing that. Me. <laughs> but even that, even that, even that takes us to like, who said it was a planet in the, in the first okay. place? <laughs> So it had always been the truth. And then someone was like, you know what? I feel like El Pato was getting too big for his britches. You know what I used to think was also a good truth? Remember the pyramid in school, in my school? Remember the food pyramid used to be like a triangle, right? Yeah. A pyramid is a triangle. And so you're supposed to have the uh, all, all the grains Grace, or some shit yeah, on the bottom, yeah. right? And then it was like the, the meats and this vegetables, and that. Vegetables. Vegetables, vegetables and grains and vegetables. And then you start But getting... now it's like a circle, right? <laughs> Yeah, so because the like, circle, yeah. the my circle, whole... is, nobody eats off a triangle plate. But that was my truth. <laughs> but like my whole truth, like that, that is school was like a, now a lie or something. Is that a lie or is that my truth? So now I think we, I think what happens is I that know, I'm thinking as... about it whole. I'm thinking about it lightheartedly. For well, that's sure, that, that's but... the benefit of the species thing. Yeah. The the food pyramid doesn't work and kids are getting fat, so we got to go to the circle plate because it benefits. <laughs> that's the new truth, right? And so I don't think I don't I think we we take that. <laughs> and we're saying that this is the truth as opposed to thinking about it as guidelines. Sure. Do you have kids? I do. I have one kid. Okay, so how are you balancing um, conversations with your little one, your little boy, your little girl? And they may ask you something and you have to think about what information you're going to share with them if they're asking you stuff. Well, besides the fact that she doesn't talk a whole bunch. Oh, okay, so you have a little, but, uh, little one. It's a little, little one, but I've thought about that a lot. I've got to be grounded in anything I say, you know, because I can't, I can't fall back on something. I like say it, and then a few, few years later, I'm like, oh, I don't know That's about that, because then I, yeah. I've just messed up the whole kid, you know? His whole thought, yeah. 
It's experience is skewed. You've got to be grounded. Yes. Are you telling your yes. kids that Santa Claus no. exists? No, Santa Claus. Me and <laughs> me and Easter the manager Bunny. is not Leprechauns. working hard. No, bro. Tooth fairy. Tooth fairy. No. Twenty dollar okay. bills on the pillow. Twenty dollar bill. <laughs> 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 you know we in school, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> $20 because uh, the school. I and she's about to lose her first one. She came to me the other day. Daddy, you see my tooth is wiggling really hard now. I'm like, yeah. no, I see, I see. And obviously kids are going to learn and whatnot, but you know, she still has that illusion that um, she's seen, she's already seen the imagery that babies come from birds and whatnot, so no. they're delivered on storks no. and whatnot. No. No, but obviously she obviously saw her uh, mom whenever she was pregnant with Olivia, so... You know what I'm saying? So obviously well, she understands that there was a baby inside of mommy for correct. a little bit, right? But do you? But have you told your kid the truth? Where does a baby come from? No, I have not yet. And obviously, what's the reason it, for that? She was growing inside of mommy. Huh? What's the reason for that? I guess, if, if you don't asked, wanna, I guess you don't want to get super technical about. Okay, the so now let me ask you this. Systems, now let me right? ask you this question: What do you? What do you call the private part of a female? I, I, she knows to call it her, her vagina. Okay, so if you went that far, what what more step would it take to tell her the truth that it's babies come out of vaginas? Time, just time, just take your time. You know, yeah. instead of yeah. telling lies, just ease them into it. You know, mm-hmm. I choose not to do the whole fairy tale stuff because mm-hmm. then I have to explain my way out of it later on. You know, <laughs> right and that's on, a right pain. On. You just you just ease into it, you know, until they get old that, enough. That's to fair, and True. I do that with some things, but I feel as if you take too long, mm-hmm. they'll they'll ask somebody else, and whoever <laughs> whoever's just... son will give <laughs> will give my baby <laughs> will give my baby some cockamamie answer that I don't want to hear yet. So I gotta I gotta I gotta cut all that before some you know some little punk tries to hit it with. Hey, you know what this is called. <laughs> Man, that's so much brain power now. I'm gonna be thinking about like my little kid, right? I have a a five year old and a two two and change. Mm-hmm. So she's you know she's learning a lot, and then she's in school now, so she's doing the whole Zoom stuff. So then she'll come and bust out some things. She'll watch uh, cartoons, and she starts saying like, "Oh, they're doing funda funda synthesis." I'm like, "Oh, she knows what photosynthesis is now, right?" So she's cool. learning, right? But Sometimes I'm telling all these lies to her. I'm literally lying to her because I know what the truth is. But I'm telling you, you need to eat dinner because if you don't... It makes you pretty, right? Veggies make you pretty or make you want to play outside or whatever. something. something makes you know. strong. Whatever. You want to be taller. Yeah. This and uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Man. So, yeah. Mm. So, what have you got out of this conversation about, though? Uh, I, I need to think about the truth a little bit more. Um, and why is that? Be, be, because, I mean, when you, when you laid it on me, I'm like... We're talking about the truth, like what? it's just the truth. It's, it's just, just one the thing. Truth. It's just yeah, the well, truth. Like, what really is there to discuss about the truth? I was really curious to know what we're going to talk about with Corbin today, and I was like, well, I mean, the absolute truth, and then the whole subjective and objective. Like for me, that right there, I got to wrap my brain around that because I'm I'm looking at definitions as you're having conversation about. It. I'm like, shit. I'm like, I'm the one who's like learning from you guys right now because I, I feel like I came unprepared for this. No, there was no, there is no. Being prepared, like sure. outside of knowing sure. what others say the truth is, right? Yeah. We don't work for Google. We didn't build Google, so whatever they put, we have to accept at face value, at the very least, right? Mm-hmm. So there is no being unprepared or prepared. It's just your opinion. I brought him on here specifically because I found his opinion intriguing enough for me to think four days straight about this. Yeah, because like yeah. the truth. To me, it had always been one thing. If I can prove it scientifically, then that makes it truthful. But him saying that there's a truth and out of this one thing Mm -hmm. comes a bunch of other things Mm -hmm. turns my thought process on its head because before that, this is it. That's all I did. I I, I can't go anything. I can't go anywhere past this because the information that has been given to me Mm -hmm. is as such. Now, did I agree that the information that's always given to me is that can, is that always trustworthy? Depending on what we're talking about. If we're talking about politics, if we're talking about religion, if we're talking about certain type of numbers, if we're talking about uh, a class of people, then no, because those get skewed to fit other people's narratives for what the truth may be. Right, mm-hmm. all the, these type of people, they, all they all they do is rob and steal. Like, the, the numbers don't the numbers don't uh, say that you're you're truthful, but you're trying to take it and skew it so it makes it sound better. Right. Mm-hmm. So outside of those couple of things, 
if the truth, if I can add up two and two and get four every single time, that for me scientifically says this is the truth. There, there's a reason why my parents would tell me, tell the truth. I was about to tell the truth, right? That's drilled in our heads, right? To be truthful, tell the truth, tell me the truth, yeah. tell me the truth, yeah. right? You're looking at your kids and what happened? What happened? Tell me the truth, right? Yeah. You do that yeah, to your kids, sure. right? There's a reason why. Right? So check this out. If you if you got a, a smart enough kid, they can be like, yo, my truth. <laughs> You're bending up on you real quick. It's a, hey, so, yeah. so like, <laughs> you can't argue. You can't argue that. So like the other day, um, what I don't even remember what happened, but I was like, I was like, what happened? Yeah. And she was like, well, but I was like, just tell me what happened. I don't care about all that other stuff. I don't care man. about just, your lived experience. Yeah, I don't just care about the facts. Tell me what happened, man. I need to know what happened. Live your truth, man. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, right on, right on. So, yeah. I will say, is there anything, is there any other questions that you could think of while, we, while we're here speaking about the truth? Hopefully... This uh, conversation got the listeners to say, okay, what do I think the truth is? Not necessarily about religion or about if the earth is flat or not or whatever, but just in general, what, what does the truth mean to you as an individual, uh, old listeners and new listeners? Yo. And where has this conversation taken you now? That power, that power one hit me hard, man. When you hit me with that one, Corbin, that yeah. power. That power not. And yes. so I feel like that's not, uh, what he said, like the way he put it, is new to me, but the concept isn't right. So they say the winners of the you know, the winners write the story, right? Mm-hmm. So if the Nazis would have won, they would have been Jews are bad for the, from here to the end of time. Mm-hmm. But since they didn't, they can't. Mm-hmm. If they did, they'd be the best people on the planet, and we'd have no idea. You know, that's that tree branch that we fell on. And then somebody like me would have came along and be like, ah, oh, some of the shit that they did was not the best. <laughs> no different than the U.S. government. Like we, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it likes to act as if it is, but if you just look at the, their own history books, it's like ah, oh, some of the shit that you did was not the best. You're not treating everybody as uh, equally as you say in your own books. That you should be right. That's a problem. Germany, France, whatever other countries, continents. The truth, <laughs> like you just said, like <laughs> your mind is blown, swag. Your mind is blown. I, I, I just, uh, yeah, man. I, I can't. The power thing is what hit me. And why? Why you say that? Um. Because I guess. For me, I'm as I consume as we consume things and information. The power thing just hits me a little bit because it's just more of my entire life. I guess that's what you can say the winners write the story. So that's what I've been getting, I guess, consuming. And there's been a lot of things that I've been experiencing just in these past, like maybe five, six years, where I feel like I'm a different, a completely different person. So then I'm seeing things or interpreting interpreting things now or seeing things in uh, the kids' curriculums. And I'm like, okay, they're teaching you that. They're doing this, they're doing that. And I'm like, Wait, hold up. You yeah. know? So there's just a lot of things from that I take to my own experiences as growing up and me consuming things and just my own personal life experience. So let me ask you this question, Corbin. Hmm. What do you think about cognitive dissonance? Or do you even know what that is? Explain. Cognitive dissonance. I will try to give it to you as scientifically as possible. <laughs> sure thing. <clears throat> cognitive di- Google heard what I said and it popped up. <laughs> Cognitive dissonance, the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. That's not, that's not cognitive dissonance, the way I'm trying to get it across. In the field of psychology, cognitive dissonance occurs when a person holds contradictory beliefs, ideas, or values and is typically experienced as a psychological stress and when they participate in an action okay. that goes against one or more of them. Well, it's funny you asked that because I was actually thinking when you were talking about your uncle, mm-hmm. you said your uncle was just the most grounded person you you know, essentially. Yeah. You know, yeah, He doesn't really struggle religious. inside. You know, He's mm-hmm. not in a battle back and forth. Mm-hmm. He's grounded. That's how I feel too. And, you know, we could say it's due to the religion. We're grounded. We have our beliefs. And then you, on the other hand, you don't, you're not grounded as much. And so you're kind of, you're kind of floating a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have more of those questions that go around in your head more so that tug at each other and you Mm -hmm. contradict yourself in your head all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was was your, what was your, what was your question? Now, now now that he's asking this, 
coming from the religious slant, that means that I have cognitive dissonance about whatever based upon this holding contradictory beliefs. Whereas before, I was like, I'm not cognitive dissonant about anything because mm-hmm. I believe what I believe in and that's it. I don't, I don't really have a question about this or that. So now you've just opened up another door to, says, <laughs> to me that says, religiously anyway, that mm. I have cognitive dissonance because I have these conflicting ideas about what I believe. Sure. Right. Based upon, in my own mind, the lack of information. Because like, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm just constantly in chaos and I can find peace and there's right, like right, that, right. that. But for sure, there's, there's moments for sure where I'm in my head and I'm in my head thinking about um, death, the afterlife, or, you know, I, I try to think or try to, I try to understand. Because again, I, I'm around religious people. My mother-in-law's religious. My uncle, like I mentioned, my mom, she teeter-tatters. But for sure, she's come, she comes from that background. And I consistently try to, I test it with my own family, right? I'm not going to sit here and test you because that's, you know, I barely met you, right? But I test my mom all the time. I'm like, why do you believe this? Why do you believe in that? And then I start throwing all these things to her. And then I remember I had my, old, my, my former boss. He was a pastor, right? right? So we'd have these conversations and I'd kind of tug the line because, you know, it's in the professional atmosphere. But I would also kind of ask those questions to him. I'm like, okay, if this exists, why does this happen, right? So then he comes back and he tries to explain the things. And again, he always came back to like, there has to be some kind of thing that wakes up in you or you just have to have this faith. And the way he was explaining to me is a lot better than what I'm trying to explain to you. But... um, That those kind of thoughts where they're just conflicting just kind of keep me awake at night. So mm-hmm. typically, <clears throat> I don't really ask the question why unless we're talking about race relations because like, then I'm trying to figure out why a person would do X, Y, Z, right? But instead of asking the question why, the question would be how. So if this thing exists, how? Tell me how. Because everything around you physically, mm-hmm. we talked about physics, is the science of nature. Mm-hmm. How would this thing exist? So that's where it'd be super hard to convince somebody like you because they're outside of, I guess, truly just believing or having that faith. It would be very hard to convince you and show you like literally hard, like hands down proof. I mean, as far as 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 trying to convince you about it. That's I mean. Yeah, I mean, how are you brought up? So I didn't grow up in a religious household where it was we go to church, 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 church. Every Sunday, yeah, it wasn't that. Wednesdays. But my parents believe in my parents believe in some form, some higher, higher uh, power. The issue I will tell you, being a black person, believing in certain religions and is more specifically Christianity is very difficult and troubling because of where it was taken to many years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at the Jesus. We as black Americans are the only people that are praying to it or asking for something from a God that does not look like them. Mm-hmm. And that's inherently a problem because if I can't see myself in my savior, we're talking about something psychologically that has been handed, handed to you and passed down generation after generation. So now you're always asking for help or saving or this or that from a, from a God that does not look like you. And that's a difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. So for me, certain religions, we sh- as a people, we should not gravitate towards because of that. Mm-hmm. If you, if I asked, if I brought up a picture and say which one is Jesus, one was white, one was black. How many people are going to say this Jesus, the, the black one is Jesus? If we got ten people, probably nine out of the ten we're going to say, nah, the white one is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Even if there's, even if those are black people, mm-hmm. now. Tell me, tell me why that would be beneficial. You tell me like how that. that would be beneficial for people to pray to a God that doesn't look like them. Do you think it'd be more beneficial if they were to just eliminate the imagery? Of course. Because right. now if you eliminate the imagery, then only all you have is what you have in your own mind. Exactly. But as soon as you establish what the, an imagery is, now you've created something that... Now you always need to be doing this to this particular thing. And then mm-hmm. there are also stories. I don't know if you, if any of y'all know this, that there they took what Jesus used to look like mm-hmm. and changed it over time for whatever reason that they felt like. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the Muslim faith, 
That's a dark-skinned uh, deity. If you look at Buddhism and Hinduism, they look like the people that worship look like the people that, that that's the God. Mm -hmm. When you talk about Christianity, that's something completely different. When you when you bring all these people, whether they were from the continent of Africa or anywhere in between, they did not necessarily have Christianity. So what did they believe in? Their own gods. If you look at Egyptian gods, they're all dark-skinned. Mm -hmm. They may have heads of animals, but they have dark skin. Right. So that makes a difference. That makes you, that brings you closer to them. As opposed to, I got to ask this being for, to be saved. But the people that are doing, that I need to be saved from look like that. That's a different type of issue. That's a psychological issue that is generational. Like that still happens. Like the, the ramifications are still affecting us today. Right on. You know, I, I don't think of that too much. Really, you and know, you know why you wouldn't? Just, you can... Because you, you, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Because you, the God that you, that you may or may not pray to looks similar enough to you where you wouldn't question that. But mm -hmm. as a black person, I see the stark difference. I have to ask myself, well, why is my mom and my dad and all these people before me constantly praying to this being? Mm -hmm. And the being isn't, doesn't look like me. But the person that's oppressing When you say does. being, what are you referring to when you say being? The caricature of Jesus. So Jesus. The character, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so, okay, Jesus was born. Jesus had to be, he had to be one color, you know? So say he was born black, darker skin. Then I you don't call say it, that, let's not call it black because that's not necessarily what it is. We'll just say dark skin. Sure. Then I could just be saying the same thing that you're saying right now. And what would you think if I was saying that? It would be the same thing. It would it would be the exact same thing. But the question I would ask is, are the people, is the God that uh, you're praying to, are the people that look like him oppressing you? If the answer is no, then it's not that big of a deal. But the answer is yes. That be, that starts to turn, turn into a, a different psychological battle within the human being, right? Yeah. So. And the humans are flawed, right? Humans are flawed. Is it? it Jesus was not flawed. Humans are flawed. Jesus was not flawed. And then you have God, and you can't humanize God. So don't humanize God. He doesn't even take on a human form. You can't humanize God. You're not praying to a white person when you're praying to God. You're praying to God. See, but that's easy to say. But everything around me shows me that that's not the case. Because the pe now I'm I'm making this a larger topic of conversation sure. based upon what I see from human beings, right? And when I say human, I'm not talking about Corbin and I'm not talking about El Pato, but what I see, whether it's Fox News or CNN, you got both sides, right? You see the same type of thing. People use God as if God belongs to them for their own benefit. Of course, yeah. This is God's country. This is my country. Well, when I say that, what does that really mean? What are you trying to get me to understand what you're saying? That whatever... Whatever I deem is mine is also God, so therefore God is on my side, not on yours. So we have this conversation about make America great again or one on you know under God and yada yada yada, but you're consistently using God to put gaps between people. Now that doesn't have anything to do with whatever God you believe in, and it has everything to do with you as the individual, the individual. what you're trying to do. But nonetheless, we're talking about we this whole conversation started about truth. What is the absolute truth around around God? You saying God doesn't is can't be humanized, but yet we have people that are doing that, giving that information to the younger generation. Now the younger generation is growing up and saying, "Okay, this is my country. God is here for me." This, that, and third. So there's this absolute truth for you or them, and then there's this quote unquote through your eyes, not you, meaning Corbin their eyes that me as a black person has I have a subjective truth because God can't be on my side because God's not here for you mm. and that's why praying to a, to a being or worshiping or believing in a deity that doesn't believe or that doesn't look like you creates this weird space in my opinion of kind of a disconnect be yeah. So nobody who doesn't pray to a, a deity that doesn't look like them never has to ask that question. Mm. Why? Because I can see myself in that. No different than I've never. I mean, I never looked at it through that point of view. Like no different know. than when, you, when your kids are watching TV. Before a couple of years ago, you don't have to ask yourself the question as a white person. 
Where are the white people? Because they're always on TV. Superman, Batman, all your favorite superheroes. It's funny. I was, I was just going to ask you. Right? Who's, who's your favorite superhero? Mine is Batman and Superman. I got tattoos. Batman's a white guy. So, right as a child, that doesn't matter. But as you become an adult, you become more aware of what's actually happening. It starts to make a difference because when you have your own kids and you start to see what they are into and what they like, then you ask yourself, am I doing my part to make sure they see themselves as these things. That's why Doc McStuffins mm. is an important character. I don't remember seeing my first black superhero until early in, in cartoons until like late early 2000, Static Shock. Oh, like the main one, right? Yeah, like the main like Captain, always... Yeah, Captain Planet and Captain had... Planet wasn't black, he was green. No, but I'm saying you didn't didn't one of them have the power. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Okay, okay, yeah. Cool, but but he wasn't the lead. He wasn't no, the lead. No, no, no. Recess. There's a black character, you know, just like the one. But right? correct, there wasn't. It, there it wasn't. wasn't the and main, like, if you watch one. Doug, you know, Skeeter was yeah. Skeeter was black, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I didn't see my first black superhero until Static Shock, like the main one, like you said. Sure. So that, while we try, I don't think we do a good enough job at acknowledging that yes, there is. Kids need to see themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why Dora the Explorer's mag, like, it, it, it exploded because. People who speak Spanish can say, "Oh, that's a cartoon." Something to attach. Something mm-hmm. I can I can see myself. I speak Spanish. She speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. She she you know she's doing good things. I want to do good things. Mm-hmm. And therefore now and not saying that that's only for them, but it helps other other cultures see that this like speaking Spanish isn't isn't bad. Like it's just a language. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. This little girl does it. She gets the people around. She gets the animals around her to do it. Mm-hmm. Why? Not because she's forcing it on them, but because they want to because she's part of their group or clique or whatever. So that's why like some of this absolute true stuff gets a little iffy based upon the perception. Perceptions you should right? paradigm. Because it's the it's paradigm a, now you may you may say that there's an absolute truth, but and inherently somebody's wrong and somebody's right. But as if you was to ask that question, is Jesus this or that? The answer you would get would be this nine times out of ten. But if you brought them proof, they would still have cognitive dissonance because you are giving them information. They'd have cognitive. They'd have cognitive dissonance if they allowed themselves to have cognitive dis- dissonance. If that makes sense, if they allowed themselves to have that dissonance, then of course it happens. You know that's up to the individual. You know the individual can choose what they want to believe and what they don't want to believe. So it's like what you're saying is you can't see it because there's a disconnect, right? But your family can see it perfectly fine. There's no disconnect from them. So that's your opinion about what would be disconnected and what wouldn't be, right? I, I've i thought long enough about this that it makes sense to me based upon all the things that I see. Mm. So when someone else says this, I ask myself the question, well, how? And if I can't answer the question, how? then I may ask the question, why? Why is typically an emotional... Re- it, it's, it gives you an emotional response yeah. of why. So you want to you refrain from asking yourself why and, not, and ask yourself how. Everything around me in physics tells me that this is how things work. You have a male, you have a female. This is how it works. Then if that's how it works, if only women can create life and give birth, it would stand the reason that... The creator would be a woman. Why? Why would a creator create anything outside of itself, not to be in the same image? But in the book, it says God created Adam in His image. Those are the words. But yet, every animal, every single animal, either starts as a female, gives birth as a female, starts as a male, can change into a female, and then give birth. <laughs> what I'm saying is. Females give birth. Females give life. So why would it be so far-fetched to say that your God is a woman as opposed to a man? Mm. Or... Just don't define it, bro. Don't define... Well, don't defi- yeah, but yeah, these don't are the questions that, that people yeah, are yeah, asking, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is a question I've asked and I've, came, I've come to my own of see, subjective that's, that's, truth. That's funny because you're trying <laughs> my to... My own subjective truth. That, what I'm seeing is, 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 is a population trying to humanize God... So that way they can try to reach God through that kind of, I don't want to say a scientific way, kind of, kind of is what I'm feeling. 
um, they're humanizing him so they can connect to him. But the only way they can humanize him is through a lighter skin, you know, white guy, average dude, because that's the main perception throughout history but that we've been given. You said you can't humanize him. And no, you cannot. You but cannot. I think that's what people are who are trying to find answers. They have to humanize him who don't have faith already. They have to humanize How else are they going to find their answers? They have no other faith. They have no other foundation in God. They have to humanize him to understand him. But that's the mistake. That you're humanizing. That's the mistake. It's interesting. We don't have very in my, in my No, no, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, this is a free space. So I, I want you to, to say whatever it is. Because we don't have many people on here that... Um, Differ than differ than I on on the show, right? He has his own beliefs. We we talk about it, but like he said, he's in this weird space. Me, I'm a little bit. If there's a if there's a line, he's probably at like a um a four or five, and I'm like at an eight or a nine, right? <laughs> I'm you just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm way over here just based upon the way I think about things. You on the other hand, you're at a ten on the opposite side, right? I won't say it's a one, but you're on the ten on at the opposite, and that's and that's what I wanted. That's another reason why I wanted to have you on because it is so much different, mm. and for you to be able to explain it like that, it doesn't necessarily answer questions, but it puts me in a it puts me in a positive space for humans that not everybody's trying to push their shit on people, yeah. which is a positive thing for me. Take us home. Take us home. Tell them what the truth is. <laughs> the truth is, you should listen to that podcast thing, and you should share it with everybody. This has been that podcast thing. I'm El Pato. That's kick. That's kicks the kid. Corbin, thank you for coming on. Yeah, uh, I appreciate uh, you nice so conversation. Much, it was a dope conversation. Uh, please send us emails. TPT at that podcast thing. Search us on Twitter at Kicks and the Duck, and search us on we're on Instagram with new logos. That podcast thing. We look dope on them logos. Yo, I want to get them on shirts. <laughs> I'm going to get them on shirts, hoodies, hats. We're going to put them on pins, needles. What else? (laughs) Everything. It's todo. It's todo. It's todo. (laughs) Refrigerator badges.